Hello guys, welcome to the latest installment of the Deep Block Podcast where I am your host. Today, today, today we're going to talk about the sorry ass Houston Texans. Oh my God, I've waited so long to do this podcast. This is going to be fun. This is probably going to be like the most exciting and the most informative podcast I've made thus far. Because you know why? I'm going to tell you why. First and foremost, I don't want to come off as being a hater because I'm not hating on a Texans franchise. It's actually a damn shame. It's actually sad that this team um, that's been around for close to 20 years just been so damn mediocre, man. Just so freaking sorry. Today, today we're going to discuss, um, as you guys don't know, I'm kind of give you some a backdrop of what's going on. Um, the Texas fired um David Cully on the thirteenth of January. He had a four and thirteen record. Um, we're gonna talk about Cal McNair being the issue. He's more of a problem than the solution. And then he got excuse me, he have Jack Easterby, someone who came up as a chaplain. To now, he's the executive VP of football operations. And um, does Nick Casario knows what he's doing? I'm kind of on a fence with him and the Deshaun Watson drama. You have to, in order to do this podcast, in order if you're going to talk about the Texans, you have to talk about the Deshaun Watson drama. And I'm going to just break everything down, just kind of, you know, to kind of give you guys some insight of what's going on. With that being said, it's a lot to discuss. I want to get. I want to jump into this um, podcast. We're going to take a brief break, and we're going to get started with our first topic. Guys, welcome back. Welcome back to the Deep Block Podcast, where I am your host. Today, we're going to be talking about Houston, Texas. I call it the name of this episode, Texans Tarmoral. I was going to talk about Texas. I was going to call it Texans Trash as Fuck, but nah, Texas Tarmoral is is more suiting. It's more professional. It's more um, engaging. So that's why I went with the name of that, the name of this episode name, Texas Tarmoral. First, we're going to start with the guy that they fired, David Cully. Oh, my God. Where do I start with this shit? I can tell you what happened. Um, when I first found out they hired this guy, I was working. Well, a lot of you know I'm a driver at UPS. So, listening to sports radio out here in Houston, 97.5, they made the announcement. Um, it was down to Jim Caldwell, Leslie Frazier, and this guy, David Cully, just came out of nowhere. All I know is he was an assistant with the Baltimore Ravens. He'd been in the league since um, 1991, 31 years. And they really pulled the trigger and hired this guy. Like, this guy's never been a, a um assistant. He's never been a, I'm sorry, he's never been a coordinator, but he's always been an assistant. They wound up hiring him. Um. And it was like, what the hell? Like, everybody that I know, like, a lot of my friends that are Texans fans, like, who is this guy? Like, what the hell they were thinking? Why didn't hire Eric Bieniemy? 
I'm gonna tell you why they hire Eric you being me. You see, um, Cal McNair, they wanted a yes man. Bienemy was too brash. Um, they just disregarded Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich. I really thought that Matt Eberflus was gonna get the job. I didn't want Jim Caldwell to come get it because he's too old school. I mean, he's a good coach, but he's just too old school for the fabric of this team. Leslie Frazier, he had a dud in Minnesota, but I still don't think that he would have been a viable fit. But if for me personally, I wanted them to get Matt Eberflus or Eric Bieniemy. It was just either one of those two. And this is the same people that Deshaun Watson had signed. These are the same candidates that Deshaun Watson had signed on, signed off on. So um, basically they hired this guy, David Cully. From the time I heard his interview, he sounded so fucking scripted. He sounded, it was like freaking annoying. Like, we came in to win a game. We're going to be, we're going to be the best team we can be. And like, oh my God, this guy sounds like a fucking robot. But the Texans, they did him so dirty. They did him so wrong. He had to go out there to just push them out there. It's like you're pushing a, a prostitute out there on the corner and selling her pussy, right? They just pushed this guy out here to the media talking about the Deshaun Watson thing. Deshaun Watson has no issues with David Cullen. He just don't want to play that no He just doesn't want to play for the franchise no more. Can you blame him? I'm going to get on Deshaun Watson in a second. But he came and to, to, to the chagrin, to his chagrin, he actually didn't do a bad job. He went on um, 4-13. He beat San Diego. He beat Tennessee on the road. And he beat Jacksonville twice. His issue was time management. I've seen a couple of Texas games, how he blew away his time was just piss poor. It was just ridiculous. His relationship with his veteran players, as far as Zach Cunningham, who was released, he um, said Justin Reed, arguably the best player on this franchise outside of Brandon Cooks. He sat in for a game. It was a problem with Whitney Merciless. It was a problem with other with other veteran players. And it's just it, it was just a shit show. To be honest with you, I'm surprised that he was fired because there was rumblings and speculations that he were he was going to be fired. But in my personal opinion, is this. The Texans, they did the man dirty. I knew for a fact that he wasn't the um he wasn't the head coach of the future. He was basically a bridge, which is why I understand in the beginning, why would you even take this job? But now it's starting to make sense. Eric Bieniemy would have came here. Then he would have came. He would have failed. So if you're going to come to the franchise that's sorry, that's pathetic, that's trash, just like the Texans, I would stay my ass where I'm at. And especially there's a stigma on black head coaches because guess what? Shit, you can have a you can have a good record, you can have an over five hundred record, and still get terminated for some bullshit. So, I kind of see why Eric Bieniemy didn't take the job. I'm glad Leslie Frazier didn't take it. And I'm also glad Jim Caldwell didn't take the job neither, because it's too much drama that goes on with this franchise, and this and this unfair. It's unfair to the fans. It's unfair. To people that's actually Texas fans. I'm not a Texas fan. I'm a Saints fan. But I so happen to live in Houston. And most of my in-laws, they are Texans fans. And 
I have a lot of coworkers. I have a lot of friends that Texas fans. It's, it's just messed up because only a couple of years ago, you can see where this team was getting better. But I'm going to talk about this in the next segment. I'm going to tell you where everything, how everything went downhill so quick. So with that being said, um, back to this. I'm going to wrap this David Cully segment up. But as far as everything else, the guy, I mean, he sounded scripted. And he was basically, they, they basically, they basically ruined the man. Whatever he does going forward, I don't know what his next move is. But the good thing is he walked away with $22 million. So all isn't bad, but I just hate that for that man. And he seemed like he was a nice, genuine person. But they really, in my opinion, they messed over the man and really took advantage of him. So... Going so what they have to do now with Matt with um with Nick Casario has to do is he has to get this next hire right, and we that's and we're gonna wrap this this segment up and take it to the next segment. We're gonna talk about the Texans as a franchise as a whole. So we're only getting started, guys. So stick around. Go take a piss. Go get you some water. Go do what you got to do. But we'll be back in a couple of seconds. Guys, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the D-Block Podcast, where I'm talking about the Houston Texans today. Um, it's, the name of this episode is Texans Tormore. We talked about David Cully, um, why he was fired, what you know, what happened. Like, why did the Texans sell this guy a wolf ticket? Despite having a 4-13 record, he did better than what, every, what the media and everybody, myself included, did better than what did, did, I'm sorry, I can't talk. Did better than what everyone expected. He was projected to win only eight games, but all up only wound up winning four games. And shit, I lost two hundred dollars on the Texans. So, I had them under four games, and damn, that that really messed my Christmas up. But it's all good. So right now, in this next segment, we're going to talk about the Texans as a franchise. We're not going to just talk about the whole body of work. We're just going to talk about what's been going on within the past five or six years. So overall, I mean, the Texans, they they didn't get this sorry this fast. So what happened was Bill O'Brien, right? Bill O'Brien got a promotion. He got a promotion to be not only the head coach, but the de facto general manager. And by doing so is, yeah, he got rid of he got rid of a couple of people. He got rid of Deshaun. He got rid of, I'm sorry, he got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. We all know what happened. You got a couple of draft picks. You got David um, Johnson, sad ass. It's just got fleas. Um, also, got Larry Tunzel from Miami. For all their draft picks, for all their first round picks. So leaving this past, this previous pick, leaving this previous draft, they didn't have no draft picks. No first round draft picks. JJ Watt got released. Whitney Merciless got released. It was it was a it was just one of those things where the where the Texans was at a, a basic crossroads. What I mean is a crossroads that they, these moves that they made were so damn horrible. I don't understand why the NFL did not intervene 
and 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 you know stop put a halt to these trades, especially that this, that DeAndre Watkins that that DeAndre Hopkins trade. I'm so sorry, I cannot talk. The um the Hopkins trade. It, it just then Will Fuller left for free agency. He went to Miami. He was always hurt anyway. But then they wound up getting for basically the, so basically Nook's replacement is Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, I have some history with him. He played for the we drafted him the Saints. Then went to um, New England and he went to the Rams. The biggest knock on Brandon Cooks is he if he ain't bitching about something, he's catching a concussion. So so pretty much this year he's one of the few bright spots on the damn team. And their run game was ranked 32. They was last in the league in running. So, the Davis Mills came in. He did an all right job, but I don't think he's the quarterback of the future. Like, really. <sighs> but I want to talk about these. And that's that's part of the moves that they made. Cal McNair, I really hate this guy for the simple fact that he does these Texans fans so wrong. Anybody with a freaking brain knows that Houston is a football city first. The state of Texas is a football it's a football place. It's a football state. Guess what? Houstonians are glad, you know, they're happy for the Astros winning the World Series. They've been in the World Series three times within the past five years. The Rockets, they've won two championships back to back to back, which is why I'm a Rockets fan now. But now they're at a crossroad. They're not in the rebuild. Same thing with the Dynamo. Dynamo have been good for quite some time. But if you ask any Houston sports fan, they will tell you they want a football. They want one of these football teams, whether it's U of H, whether it's Rice, whether it's Houston Baptist, whether it's TSU, whether it's Prairie View, or whether it's the Texas. They want some type of football championship. And at the rate at the rate the Texans going, that shit won't happen for another 10, 15 years. So congratulations, Texans. You're the Detroit Lions of the AFC. And the 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 lack of accountability is so fucking astounding to me because I remember Cal McNair sat his fat ass on talk to the media and said, We're not trying to be the Patriots. Trying to beat Patriots out. That's a damn lie. You hired, you wanted Nick Casario so bad that when you try to hire him the first time, you got penalized. You was penalized, I think, what, $500,000 for tampering. You hired, you hired a, um, a firm to assist you with hiring your GM. And hiring your head coach. You spend millions of dollars on that, right? But only to do what you want to do. The firm recommended that you hire ESPN analysis, um, Lewis Reddick and Eric Bien. If you would have did one, if you would have did one of those things right, Deshaun Watson would still be a Texan. He would be satisfied. He would get it. But you didn't. You did what you wanted to do. You want to hire Nick Casario. Then you got then you elevated this scumbag Jack Easterby, the real root of the problem with the Texans. You elevated him from team chaplain to a fucking executive VP. Who does that? Who does that? This guy, when he comes from the Patriots in 
Lo and behold, I'm not trying to be disrespectful towards New England, but the New England way doesn't work. You know who is their most successful head coach out of the Belichick tree? Bill, I mean, um, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Joe Judge. He came from the Belichick tree. Fired. Brian, Brian Flores, who I will talk about later on in this podcast, he was fired. He's a good coach. He got a raw deal in Miami, but he's probably the second best. Everybody else you look at. Matt Patricia, the biggest fraud of the Belichick tree of them all. Went to Detroit and lied to these people in the Lions. The Lions turned around and fired Jim Caldwell for this sorry motherfucker. And guess what? He only lasted not even three seasons. Scott Pioli, the GM, he set the franchise back more so. So tell me how this New England way is going to work. You want to be New England so bad, why don't you move, relocate the team from Houston and move them to Hartford or Providence or Manchester or what's that city that's an hour away from Boston? Worcester, Massachusetts. Move the damn team if you want to be like New England so bad. Because the problem is you're you're lying to the fans. And some of these Texas fans, if you talk to them, they're more more clueless than than the movie. Clueless, you know what I'm saying? So I just don't, you know, I I don't get what this franchise is trying to do. But the funny thing is what they do is I want to talk about Deshaun Watson. And this is what exactly happened. I know, I know this for a fact. It's my, y'all. It's mighty funny that when Deshaun Watson said he wanted to leave, a couple of days later, all these accusations about massages, him getting jacked off, him sexually assaulting these females. It just the the the, the thing is, I'm not saying these women are lying. Or, it's just the time and nothing. I know what I'm gonna tell you. What exactly what happened, y'all? You and you put two and two together because I know two plus two is four. I'm not the smartest. I'm not the best in math, but I'm far from stupid. So I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened. You see, you got this old slime ball lawyer, Ron um, um, Busby, right? Busby tried to run for mayor, and Sylvester beat him. Sylvester turned and beat him, right? Busby and McNair are neighbors. So this is what I think happened. They concocted, they concocted a plan because Cal McNair just paid him and it gave, gave Deshaun Watson an extension for $160 million, right? Gave him that extension. And he seen what Deshaun Watson, he seen what's going on. You, you, get, you get rid of my number one receiver, right? You trade him for shit. Okay, then you turn around. My free agent, um, my 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 number two wide receiver, he's gone. Then you got you left a key. You left with um QT, who was here. He couldn't catch a cold if you gave him the, the directions to Jordan Akins, which is a, who's an underrated tight end. They don't utilize him enough, so all of his weapons are gone. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. So what I'm saying is, I think Cal McNair 
and Busby, they concocted a plan to try to mess to, to do a smear campaign on Sean Watson. Make it seem like it's not all this innocent, but this dude do a lot for the community. But that's why Sean Watson, he's stuck here because, I mean, not stuck, but it's why he didn't play this year. And which is stupid because I would let him play a couple of games, right? I would let him play a couple of games because you got to see, like, if I'm trading him somebody, I got to see, you know, how good he is. I mean, it's it's not hard to tell and understand for legal issues. And they didn't want him to play because he was going to cause a distraction. I get all that bullshit, but if you want to, if you're just going to tear down a man, why don't you just trade him? For every time that Watson is on the team, he's being a distraction to the Texans franchise. But yet these dummies don't realize that. But what they're going to do? They're going to hold him by the nuts. They're going to have David Cully lie, you know, tell, you know, have, think that talking to Cully is going to have him on the play. He doesn't want to play him no more. And I don't blame him, me personally. Because you chose a shyster, a shyster chaplain. Over your franchise quarterback. This same quarterback is the best quarterback. And I've said this numerous times. This quarterback is the best quarterback that Houston has had. Whether he's a Texan or whether he's an Oiler since Warren Moon. And that's, and that's not a lie. That's all facts. That's all facts. So now you got Nick Casario. He's going to try to rebuild his team, try to get as many draft picks and draft capital as he wants. As of right now, they, are, they have $19 million of cap space, of available cap space, but they can go up to like 36 or 37, contingent on the right moves, to contingent upon the moves you know they, they make or whatnot. But you've let also the front office, man, this front office is a fucking joke. They had this guy named Jamie Roots. He was the executive VP. He resigned. Then he had some lady. I forgot her name. She was like over marketing. She's like one of the best in the business. She resigned. And then Jack, and then Cal McNair, Cole goes on TV, said, we are committed to building and bringing the championship to the city of Houston. No, you're not, you little lying shit. You're not committed to nothing. You're committed to sitting up here lying to these people, to these Texas fans. You're sitting up here thinking the shit is funny. You're taking these people money. And then some of these Texas fans are so dumb and stupid, they don't realize what they're doing. Hey, I get you going for the home team. Because guess what? My Saints were shit for a long period of time. You know what I'm saying? For a long period of time. But people are talking about what a Dolphin, well, for poverty franchises, you got the Dolphins, you got um, the Raiders, you got the Jets, you got the Jaguars. No, the Texans is up there. The Texans are up there because I'm going to tell you this. They want to fire David Cully. They should have did that shit Monday. You shouldn't have waited until no Thursday to fire him. And then you want to try to justify it. Did Nick Casario. What makes me question him, what makes me look so, what makes me like wonder about him. Because you fired David Cully, but you yet you said, I want my next head coach to be like David Cully. So now you know what's going to happen. They're candidates. I'm going to read them off to you all. Gerard Mayo, Brian Flores, Heinz Ward, Josh McDaniels, Joe Lombardi, D'Amico Ryan, Jonathan Gannon, Mayo, Flores, McDaniels, 
They come from pay. They're, they're Patriots. They're, they're New England Patriots. So you're telling me that you have your executive VP who came from New England Patriots, your GM who came from New England Patriots. Now you want to head coaches. That's the Patriots. So shit. If you that's like if I got a Cadillac on some swingers, don't tell me that it man that ain't swingers. That's uh factory rims. And then you know good and goddamn well that's swingers. So if they're swingers, they if they swing, they're swingers. Come on, goddamn it. Brian, I mean, I, I want I wanna go over these candidates right quick. I, I I gotta go over these candidates. Gerard Mayo. He played for the Patriots. I remember him. He's a linebackers coach. He's a hot name. Brian Flores. I don't want Brian. I don't want Flores to come in because he's too damn good of a coach to be mired in this bullshit that's going on with these people. So I was still with Hein Wars. I didn't even know he was a damn coach. I thought he was still in. I thought he was still in the media. Josh McDaniels. If I'm any, if I'm any NFL team. He would be the last person I would give an interview to because you know why? Look how he did the Colts. He took the job with the Colts, then turned around and burned them. I wouldn't want no scum. would want no scumbag piece of shit like that on my team. But yet, coaching my team. But yet, the people in the media, they oh well, he was young. He was a learning lesson. But let a black head coach would do some shit like that. He wouldn't even be able to get a chance to get in the damn door. Joe Lombardi, I know him from when he coached the Saints. He was a quarterback's coach. He did excellent things for Drew Brees. He did great things with the offense as well. He won the Super Bowl with his D'Amico Ryans. He was a good linebacker. I remember him. He was dope. He played here with the 49ers, the 49ers um, defensive coordinator. I wouldn't want him to come near neither because, one, you don't have enough experience, and, two, the 49ers – had a little dysfunction, but they got rid of Trent Balky. But, man, stay where you at, man. Jonathan Gannon. Bro, this the same. This is, this, so they're going to hire you. They're going to interview a defensive coordinator who let Tom Brady in Philadelphia, who let Tom Brady torch, torch the Eagles in the playoffs. Hit them for, what, 33, 34 points? And you want to interview somebody like that? God damn. Whew. It's just it's just a lot, man. It's just the Texans to me. The Texans to me. What's the word I want to use? What's the word I want to use to describe these idiots? It's it's a shit show. It all it, it it's a shit show. It really is. If you ride down, if you ride down, if you pass up six ten, they got a big sign. They got Houston, Texas. That football feeling. What football feeling? What fo- what what football feeling? First of all, that ad slogan is weak as fuck. Second of all, I mean, what, what, what lies are you telling your fan base? The city of Houston deserves much better than this. If they would have had the same energy to try to get the Oilers name back, that would, you know, that that, that would kind of, that would help out a whole lot. But from what I'm hearing, um, the Adams family in Tennessee, they're not coming off that name. They're not coming off that name. 
I'm just saying this. Why I'm bringing up all this because that'll kind of like suffice all this bullshit that's going on. That'll kind of like, you know, the team is dysfunctional, but, you know, that would be something that would be like some sort of consolation prize. But um, I'm going to wrap this segment up and we're going to talk about the future in the next one. So I'm going to drill it. So I'm going to take, I got some points I'm going to take home and then we're going to go then and then we're going to close it out. So give me a second. I'll be right back. Guys, welcome back. Welcome back to the D-Block Podcast, where I'm your host. We're talking about the tall mall with the Texans. I covered um David Cully. I, t- I covered the, the Texans as a franchise. And now in this segment, the last segment, I want to discuss the future of the Texans. What they need to do so they won't have to be so damn sorry. I'm going to tell you this. They got to get this head coach. They got to get this head coach hired right. They should have did the shit last year. If they're, they're so stupid. If you would have, if you would have kept, if you would have hired Eric Bieniemy, right? Understand you had an infatuation with Nick Casario. If you would have hired Bieniemy, hell, if you would have hired Jim Caldwell, at least you would have had Deshaun Watson on your team, right? You would have been competitive. You could have went out here, you could have went got some a veteran player or two, whatnot. Brandon Cooks, for all intents and purposes, if he ate with Davis Mills and Tyrod Taylor. He would have had a career year with um, Deshaun Watson. But no, you're going to hire somebody that's an old fossil, that's been in the league for three-plus decades, that's been nothing more than an assistant, and you turn around and you fuck yourself to fire this man for no reason. With this franchise, with this, with the roster that he had, he couldn't have did anything with it, but yet he still produced. He still was able to play his 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 players played hard for him, Okay. But they still on. But they still they still fired this man. But yet you want to hire somebody that embellishes the same qualities as he. So you should have kept him another year. So we all know this. The Texans ain't going to the playoffs. Not twenty twenty two. Not twenty twenty three. The Texans are probably, for all intents and purposes, maybe at least three years from making the playoffs. Right. But Nick Casario, if he doesn't get this right, in my opinion, and I saw this on. Um, on the sports talk on on the sports talk station um the other night, where they said, well, one of the commentators said Nick Casario is the safest person at NRG. That's true to a degree, but if you get this higher wrong and you set this team back, if you set this this franchise even further back, they already calling for the McNair to sell the team because I didn't know Janice McNair was the outright owner. And to me, she doesn't say shit, so that makes her, what, an absentee owner, right? So she's no different than that old fossil piece of shit in Miami, Stephen Ross. So, you don't get this right, he deserves to be on the clock. If I was the owner of the Texans, if I was the owner of the Texans, I'd I'd clean the whole damn house. I I would change everything. I would change from the uniforms to the front office to everything, right? I would just, I would just, I would just wipe it clean, wipe, wipe the whole clean, wipe the whole slate clean. In order for the Texans to at least get it right, their fans want one thing, one thing only: is the termination of Jack Easterby. Easterby has done nothing 
but breaking this team down, down, and down. It's just like you turn out a project, you bring in people from you bring you turn out a project, you bring a certain type of element into a rich neighborhood, then you bring that property value down, right? That's what Jack needs to be is done to the Texans. He doesn't give two shits about that franchise. They don't give a fuck about winning. He got what he wanted. He sold Cal McNair's stupid ass wolf ticket, and guess what? He's paying for it. His franchise is in, in shambles. And Jack Easterby is the reason why DeAndre Hopkins was traded, JJ Watt was released, and a lot of person, a lot of front office executives either quit or they were terminated because of this clown here. So when Cal McNair was about to get rid of him, he went to this man's house at the 11 hour begging, oh, please don't fire me, please don't fire me. And Cal McNair kept him. But if Andre Johnson, one of arguably the, the, franchise, the face of the franchise, one of your best franchise players of all time, tell you that he's the problem and you totally disregard it, you have no, you, you, you have, you're not in touch with reality. You, as an owner of the team, you're making money, no doubt. But at the same time, you're putting a product on there that fans can buy into. That, that, that team is representative of not just their fan base, but a city, a county, a parish, a state, or even a region for that matter. But you don't listen to them. You want to do what you want to do. So that's why y'all are in the same. That's why y'all are in the position that y'all in. But if I was them, I would definitely sell the team. Because there's a bunch of minority owners out here. And I'm pushing for that. Because the NFL, for all intents and purposes, it's the same old country club motherfuckers, right? You want some new blood in there. You want some new faces in there. You want people in there that's... You know, diverse, diversification. You know, at the rate the Texans are going, man, they're going to be the Lions of the NFL or even the Lions of the AFC or even worse. And it shouldn't have to be because on a cool, Houston is a destination city. People want to come here. You know, it's it's just, it's the culture, it's the vibe, it's the 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 no state tax is the cost of living. It's cheap. You got good weather. It ain't Miami weather. It ain't L.A. weather. But it's cheap to live out here. And by you know by this franchise being so dysfunctional and so out of touch, you're not gonna have people that want to play here. You're not. If I don't want to come here, they'll go to Dallas before they'll come here. You know. Which is in another thing, shit. They'll go to New Orleans, which is cool with me, because guess what? That helps my Saints, but it just things got to be done. And all I want them to do is just hire the right head coach. So these pet, these these are some good, these are some hard, these are some passionate fans. They're ride or die, they're loyal. But if you're gonna keep making the decisions you're making, shit. Texas fans gonna say, you know what? I don't wanna be a fan of no more. I'm gonna root for the Cowgirls. I'm gonna root for the Saints. I'm gonna root for Arizona. I'm gonna root for the Titans. I'm gonna root for Jacksonville or or Denver or whoever. And you don't want to you don't want to lose your fan base over bullcrap. So that's why I say 
they just need to get this. They need to get this higher together. And um, Nick Casario, he needs to cut the BS. But I'm gonna wrap this up. Um, we're gonna take a little short break, and I'm gonna wrap this up. I'm just drop everything that I discussed in the podcast. I'm gonna just kind of bring it on home, and uh, we'll talk about the next one. Hey guys, welcome back to the Deep Life Podcast. Um, we're talking about the Texans today. Texans Tarmar. That's the name of the episode. So, um, I want to close this out just saying that as far as the future of this team, I mean it's a it's a shit show, but going forward, they have to do some soul searching. They have to find their identity. What team do they what type of team that they want to be? And then when they find that identity, they have to start representing the city of Houston better. They have to start representing their little media market enclave better than what they do. Because, I mean, you can't be mediocre forever. You can't be sorry forever. And the day comes when the McNair family starts acting like real owners instead of lying to people, instead of, you know, trying to sell these fans wolf tickets and everything like that. This franchise can go that far, can go real far, rather. I'm sorry. And the biggest thing is you have to, if, if you could part ways with Jack Easterby, that would be even better. That's what the franchise want at this point because if you get if you can get the hot, I know they've been patient this long. If you, get that, if you can get that aspect right of terminating Easterby, shit, I mean, all would be forgiven for us to cut it higher. For as missing out on Eric Bieniemy, far as missing out on Lewis Reddick, Lewis Reddick as your GM, they just have to get everything right. And I don't not sure they're gonna get it right. I feel like, of course, the New England Patriots is gonna be a head coach. If I were a betting man, I would say it'd be Josh McDaniels. They're not gonna hire Gerard Mayo. They're not gonna bring another black coach here. They're not gonna and Brian Flores. If he was smart, I would go to the Broncos or the Bears. I wouldn't even come here. Gerard Mayo, I would just wait another year. I would just keep building my portfolio up. But knowing the Texans, they they're gonna I think they're gonna go with Josh McDaniels or Brian Depot. And which is ridiculous. I don't know why. I don't know how in the hell would somebody even hire McDaniels after how he screwed over the Colts. It's just mind boggling. But that's good old privilege for you. But guys, we're going to wrap this up. I hope y'all enjoyed this segment of the D-Block Podcast. Um, I'll be coming out with another episode soon. We may I may be talking about the Saints or I may be talking about one of my favorite sports topics, expansion in all four leagues. So I hope y'all enjoy it. And um, I'll see y'all on the next podcast. And I will talk to you soon. Peace.